Howdy folks, it is a very nice and wonderful early morning here in the wonderful town of Grand Bay, Alabama. It's a nice 65 degrees outside and it's uh, pretty lovely. This morning I would like to discuss the implications of the meeting Christ had with the woman at the well. There are many meanings to be gathered from this narrative and, in, and it is my hope that I will be able to cover most, if not all of them, here in this episode. The story we are discussing is to be found in the first 26 verses of the Gospel of John. I will now read these from the King James Version. When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again unto Galilee. And he must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me, give, give me to drink, Thou wouldest, have, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself, and his children, and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him and a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman saith unto him, verse 15, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Jesus saith unto her, Go, call thy husband, and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. In that saidest thou truly. The, wo the woman saith unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in, in this mountain, and ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship you know not what, we know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must, wor must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman saith unto him, I know that Messiah is cometh, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. 
Jesus saith unto her, I am I that speak unto thee and he. Jesus was not accompanied by the apostles, of course, because they were going to go by me. Uh, but the Jewish men did not have any dealings with the Sumerians, much less a woman who had her reputation. The Jewish men did not speak to women in public, usually, at the time. <coughs> and this lady, to give you an idea of the reputation that she had, she had not one husband, but she had five husbands, and the guy she was with was not her husband. So she kind of got around a little bit. Now, something else, you know, must be understood about the relations between the Jews and the Samaritans. They worshipped at different locations. The Jews worshipped in Jerusalem at the temple, and the Samaritans apparently worshipped on Mount Gerizim. This, plus the fact that, that the Samaritans were only half Jewish, led to a very tense racial divide between Jews and Samaritans. The Jews, if they had to go somewhere, they would even go so far as to go the long way around in order to avoid going through uh, Samaritan territory. So that sets up the background for Jesus' encounter with this woman. When Jesus saw this woman, he engaged her in conversation. He And this was totally against the custom of the time because men did not speak to women in public, much less want her reputation. But here, Christ did the exact opposite. Now, I think this is the first lesson to be noticed from this story, that Jesus disregarded the prevailing social standards of this culture at, the, at that time to put himself in the spot where he would be in contact with and undesirable. He treated this woman with kindness and concern, and no doubt the woman was shocked by what he did, because she said to him that Samaritans have no dealings with us. And so she was shocked by that, plus the fact that Jesus was a man talking to her, a woman, in public. What Jesus did here was show us that we are all created by God and are in need of salvation. God does not care that a person of one race or creed speaks to another and tells them the truth. We are to put aside such distinctions when dealing with not just spiritual matters, but in all matters. Now, because of this woman's reputation, she was probably an outcast among her own people. So another thing that Jesus demonstrates here is that he is also the savior to the outcasts. He wants all to be reconciled with God. In our society, and it's always been true, there is a very strong tendency to disassociate and look down upon people who, for whatever reason, are engaged in behaviors that we consider to be unacceptable whether it be uh, drugs, uh, prostitution, adultery, you name it, whatever. If, even if it is a biblically unsound lifestyle or whether it's just something that people simply disapprove of, there are people who are outcasts and they feel disconnected from their family and maybe from society in general. But Jesus was here saying that he doesn't care about that. He doesn't care about whether a person is outcast or not. He doesn't look at that distinction. He treats them just like he would us. This is why he tells her 
that who that whoever draws water from an earthly well will thirst again but whoever drinks of his water shall never thirst again that they should instead have eternal life think about that jesus is straight up telling us here that he is the source of eternal life the one who enables us to receive the holy spirit which is the water he is speaking of remember in john chapter 14 jesus tells us that the holy spirit will come and live with us forever so the holy spirit is the water that jesus christ is speaking of our souls are washed in his blood but it is the power of the spirit which gives life to our souls and preserves us remember the jude tells us that we are preserved in christ and this is done by the indwelling presence of the holy spirit no matter what we try we will never find any kind of water which will be sufficient to wipe out our thirst forever. The only water that can do this is the Holy Spirit. Then Jesus said unto the woman that the time was at hand when people would now worship in truth and spirit. This is enabled by the indwelling of the Spirit. When we are truly saved, we can only then worship in spirit and truth. This also means that it doesn't matter how you worship God whether you get up and down jump up and down yell scream shout whatever or if you just have like old time country what i call old time uh country church service where you know people just stand up and sing a hymn it doesn't matter if you're really saved and you're trying to worship god god pays attention to that i really like verses 25 through 26 because the woman say, said unto Jesus that she knew that the Messiah was supposed to come. And they would then learn what the Messiah had to say. Jesus then said very plainly unto her that he was indeed the Messiah. Can you imagine what this woman's reaction must have been? She was astonished and went and spread the word about Jesus, believing that indeed he was the Christ. So this encounter here that Jesus had with this lady is very significant. It tells us so much about the way that we are supposed to be as Christians. So often in our society, and I'm guilty of this too, we see people who that we know have been engaged in whatever kind of behavior, and it's like we distrust them. We don't want to be around them because we're afraid that whatever they've done or whatever they're doing is going to come on to us. But Jesus took the time and had the concern to talk with this lady and to show her the way to be saved. How often in, in our lives do we come across situations where we see people who we could talk to but we don't simply because of the fact that we don't want to be around them, we don't want to talk to them. And it gets in the way of a perfect opportunity to witness to people and to make things better not only in an earthly sense but to possibly give them a chance to be saved from from hell so Jesus again he gave a very good example of what the Holy Spirit does in our lives we have the presence of God living in us it is a spring that wells up inside of us the eternal the, the water that gives eternal life is in us and jesus said that the holy spirit would live in us forever 
So, here we are as Christians, we have the Holy Spirit living in us, and our job is to not regard someone's social status or whatever. We are to go treat everyone the same and minister to them and tell them about Jesus Christ. Folks, I hope folks, I hope that this episode has been a blessing to you and I hope that you will come and join me for future discussions and well hopefully in the future I have I hope to have more people involved in this. But I feel like the Lord has wanted me to do this, and I sincerely hope that whoever has listened to this has gotten a blessing from it. And if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Savior, there's one very simple thing that you have to do in order to know Him. All you have to do is say, Lord, I believe that I'm a sinner, and that without Jesus Christ I'm lost. I believe He died for my sins and that there's no other way for me to be saved and I want to accept him into my life. You don't have to say a certain prayer or anything. Just say, God save me. I want Jesus. God knows your heart. That's all you have to do. And folks, um, I'm going to end this here. And I sincerely hope that it's been a blessing.